Well, hey, good morning, church. So glad that you guys are tuning in here on Facebook Live and being part of our community. If you're like, hey, that's not Pastor Brent, that's not Pastor Josh. My name is Tyler. If this is your first time tuning in, so glad that you guys are here. I am the Director of Student Ministries here at Edinburgh Church. And so I have the privilege of working with the best leaders out there, uh, the middle school and high school leaders, and the best 7th through 12th grade students uh, that I could possibly ask for. Um, this is a little weird, right? Like I'm standing here in the middle of an empty room. I'm an extrovert, so I've been having to throw parties with my imaginary friends, and so my neighbors, I don't know, they think that's a little weird. Uh, and I can't imagine like having a birthday right now, like in this season of, of lockdown and everything like that, and just thinking about, actually speaking to which, uh, Will and Joe, happy birthday today, special birthday shout out to you guys. But just thinking about it, like how, how strange is it? I don't, I don't know, and, and, but you know, it's amazing to me how God has provided in this time and how we have this technology. Like I'm standing here talking to you in front of a camera and like you are listening to me right now in your living room. I've never been in more living rooms at one time than ever before in history than now. But it's pretty amazing how God has provided for us and given us the ability to, to still like have services even in the midst of, of a stay-at-home order and things like that. So with that, I'm gonna ask you to do a couple things because, hey, why not? Let's, let's embrace it. If you haven't liked our Facebook, please go and just click the thumbs up. Like us on Facebook. You can get things throughout the week that we're sending out, information about different things coming up. And then also, would you just comment in the comment section and say hello? Say hello, say where you're watching from, say who you're watching with because your presence matters. Even if you're watching this later on and you're not watching live, would you please just comment in there because your presence matters and we're so glad that you are here. And then lastly, would you consider sharing this? because we want the message of Jesus to go out to everybody. And what better opportunity right now than to share on Facebook so that we can invite family and friends and coworkers and people into our community so that they can hear the message of Jesus. I promise you can even share it now. I won't say anything too crazy, I promise. So please go ahead and just share that. Would you guys pray with me as we get ready to dive into God's word? God, I thank you so much that you know us and that you love us, that you've called us into living out the purpose that you've set for us. God, I pray that these words would be your words. I pray that anybody listening would be encouraged, that they would be challenged, that they would, they would be, be pushed to know you more, to love you more, to, to be, grow in their relationship with you. And so God, may you be glorified in every word that is spoken. We pray this in your name, amen. So last week, Pastor Josh kicked off our new series called Crucial Questions, and he talked about how do we deal with doubt? What, we, what happens if we have doubts? And we've been asking these questions, these crucial questions in life about uh, like how do we answer these, and what does the Bible say about them? Things like doubts, or what exactly does Jesus do in my life? And this morning, I wanna deal with the question, what is my purpose in life? What is my purpose in life? Like many of you, our family is home, and we've been watching a lot of Disney+. Plus. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, I enjoy Disney+. Plus. I've got a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a five-month-old, and so Disney is absolutely our friend right now. And Disney has been releasing these documentaries on animals. These animals, they've done things uh, about dolphins, and there's been one about elephants, and there's been ones about penguins and African cats. And I love watching these movies with my kids, and actually... If you ask my wife, she'd probably tell you that I think I actually enjoy them more than my kids enjoy them. But we were watching the one about uh, elephants, and my five-year-old turns and he looks at me, and he goes, Daddy, 
How cool would it be if you, like an elephant, could drink using your nose? And I started to think about, and it reminded me of purpose, and also thought to myself, man, it would be ridiculously cool to drink water out of your nose, but that's, that's a whole different sermon. So, but think about this, okay? We as humans, we as humans are the only earthly creation that can think beyond the physical. Now, don't get me wrong. I think animals, they can absolutely, there's, there's sociological aspects to animals. I think that they can feel, they can experience emotions in some ways. But what I'm talking about is beyond the physical is actually the spiritual. As humans, we're the only earthly creations that can go beyond just the physical and in, in think about into the spiritual. As humans, we wrestle with questions about existence, about meaning, about purpose. These are things that keep people up at night, that people begin to think all the time. A lion thinks about, where am I going to get my, where, when am I going to take my next nap? Or where is my next meal coming from? Or that lioness is lionice. Okay, a pygmy marmoset isn't out there having right now an ex existential crisis. A duck is not contemplating the meaning of space, matter, and time. No, okay, don't get me wrong. I love animals. But I think the Bible talks about a distinction between mankind and animals. It says as humans that we were made in the image of God. That we are created in the image of God. In Genesis 1, 26 through 27, it says this. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God said, let us make, man, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish and the sea and the birds and the sky and the livestock, all the animals and the earth and the small animals that scurry across the ground. What it says here is that we're created in the image of God. And it's not talking about just our bodies or our, our physical uh, like bodies. What it's talking about is that we are image bearers of God, meaning that we can know God. We can be in intimate relationship with the creator of the world. And we are asking these questions about purpose and about meaning. And so if we're created in the image of God, and I believe that we are, if we're created in the image of God and we ask the questions about purpose, what is my purpose? Do I have a purpose? How can I know my purpose? And so with the rest of our time, I wanna go through three points that I think will help us answer these questions about purpose. How do we know what our purpose is? Where do we find that? And so we're gonna dive into that. I wanna give you three points. You can actually go uh, and you can find our notes right there online in the, the Church at Home page. And also, I bet you in like two seconds here, someone's gonna drop a link in the, the comments or whatever, and you can click on that because Chris Share is awesome and she's on top of it, okay? So the first point, the first point is, I believe that all mankind, this, this first point ties into all mankind. I believe that as we as humans are created, or we are all created with an innate purpose. We are all created. There is something at the very core of who we are, even though many times, sometimes we try to push it away, at the very core of who we are, deep down, we know it, and it's this, is that our purpose is to know God. The first point is, our purpose is to know God. God. We are all created to know God. It is in the fiber of who we are. And as a matter of fact, it's in the fiber of the entire world. The entire world, the makeup of all creation cries out, know God. Listen to this in Romans 1.20. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky through everything God made. They can see clearly his invisible 
qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. Everything ever created, everything ever created by the creator of the world is points to God the creator. You, me, our neighbors, our family, everything in your life was created to know God. Creation screams, know God, know God. And if we could begin to understand this as our purpose in life, we, we have to understand that we are created to know God. And when, uh, and when I'm talking about knowing him, when I'm saying things like know God, we need to know God, I'm not talking about an intellectual knowledge of God because I believe lots of people have this intellectual knowledge. They might know of something or they might know. But what I'm talking about when I say know God and what our purpose is and what we're created for is to know God in an intimate relationship. We are called to know God in a deep, intimate relationship. The creator of everything, the creator of you and me, he wants to be in relationship with us. And you and I, we are created to know him. I was created to know him. You were created to know him. Listen to what Paul says in Philippians about knowing God. This comes from from Philippians 3, verse 7. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything is worthless when compared to the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I may gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count count my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one another, one way or another, I will experience the resurrection of the dead. Paul says everything is worthless compared to the the ability to know God. We were created. You and I were created. Our purpose is to know God. If you're sitting here and you're listening and you're going, man, I've been searching for this purpose. I've been searching for this meaning. Maybe you're really successful. Maybe in in the the world's eyes, you have been like killing it. And and people are going, man, like I want to be like that. But deep down, you're like, I know that there's something missing. There's something more that I need. You may be successful in the world's eye. You maybe have had it all, but there's still that void and deep down there's this itch that you can't scratch. I'm telling you, I'm telling you that the purpose, that feeling that you need, that you're searching for can only be filled by understanding and knowing that you were created to know God. The Bible lays it out as a matter of fact. The story in all of the Bible is about God's relentless love for his creation. That is what the Bible is about. It's about God's relentless love, his pursuit of you and me to be in relationship with us. We were created to be in relationship with God. We were created to be in relationship with God, but then sin entered into this world. Sin came in, it was basically us going, God, we're gonna do things our own way. Forget you, we're gonna do things our own way. And sin entered into the world. And the problem with sin is sin separates us from God. It separates us from our purpose. Sin has separated us from the purpose that we have been called to do, and that is to be in relationship with God. And so sin separates. And then sin, the payment for sin is death. That's why because of sin, because of of, of our saying, God, we're gonna do things our own way, it has separated us from God, and it has brought sin and death into this world. That's why we have things in this world that that, that hurt, and there's, there's pain, and there's suffering in this world is because of sin and separation from our purpose to know God. 
But here's the good news. This is why the gospel is called the good news. Because God loved us so much, he sent Jesus, his son, into this world to live a perfect life, to never have sinned, to die on a cross, to take our payment or to take our punishment. He paid the price that he didn't deserve, but we did, and he paid it for us. And he went to the cross, he died on the cross, but then he didn't stay dead. And this is what we just celebrated on Easter. He rose from the dead, conquering sin, conquering death, so that we can be restored into a relationship with God. So that we can be restored into our purpose to know God. It is through Jesus Christ and only through Jesus Christ that we can know God, that he restores us into this relationship with him, that we can be restored into that. We, our purpose is we are called to know God in a deep, intimate relationship. If you're sitting here and going, my life doesn't make sense. My life is just a huge mess. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know my purpose. I'm telling you, know God. That is our purpose, to know God, to grow in our relationship with him. And that only happens through Jesus Christ. When we say, Jesus, I wanna make you the Lord of my life. I wanna make you the king of my life. I'm gonna live for you instead of myself because living for myself is what got me into this mess in the first place. And so God, I want to know you. And it's through Jesus Christ and only through Jesus Christ that we can live out this purpose to know God. That is our, pur- for our purpose. The second point is this, and this goes in into builds off of this first purpose. Our purpose is first to know God, and secondly, we are called to glorify Him. Our purpose is to glorify God. Now, this is a phrase that I think oftentimes we hear a lot in church, or maybe you just tuning in and you like, you're like, oh man, I, I, this is my first time going to church in a long time. I've never even heard that word. I don't even know what that means. Don't worry, I went to Webster's dictionary. And I got it for you. So what does it mean to glorify God? It's defined this way. To glorify is to praise or honor something or someone to an extreme degree. Do you hear that? To praise or honor someone or something to an extreme degree. It goes on in that definition and it says this and I love this. I want you to, to, to hear this and think about this. It says, if you like someone, you might compliment or praise them. But glorifying takes that a step further. When something is glorified or someone is glorified, it is praised to the highest degree possible. It's praised to the highest degree possible. Something that is glorified gets our highest praise. It gets our best time. It gets our most attention. It is our first priority. That is glorifying something. That is our purpose Our purpose is to know God and to glorify God, to make him first, to make him the priority in our life. Now, it doesn't mean that other things are not important, but Jesus, God, is the most important. He is the priority. He receives our highest degree of praise. So what? So what does that look like in our life? What does it look like to glorify God in our life? We can glorify God with our faith, with our belief. It's the point that I just talked about first. When we know God, we are created to know God. Our purpose is to know God. And when we put our faith in God, when we put our trust in God, when we say, God, you are first in my life, God is glorified. Pastor John Piper says, God is most glorified when we are most satisfied in him. Think about that. God is most glorified when we are most satisfied in him. We are created as human beings. We were created to be in relationship with God and God is glorified when we are in relationship with him. When we have our faith in him, we put our faith in Jesus and we are restored into a relationship with God. God is glorified by that. So we can glorify God by knowing God. 
So by knowing God, we're glorifying him. We can also glorify God with our worship. We could glorify God with our worship. When we sing songs, in a little bit, we're gonna sing and we're gonna worship God. When we sing those songs, they're not for us, right? Like, I think I enjoy worship. People enjoy worship. But those songs, they're not for us. They're not about us. They're not, they, they, they are about us going, God, you are worthy. You are good. You are worth everything that we're singing. Every word coming out of our mouth is true about you. It is because you are worthy. That is why we worship. And we can glorify God through our worship. Sometimes it can be easy to be like, oh, I don't like that song. That song is, no, I don't like that song. Or we might go, oh, I don't, I, don't, I, don't want, I, don't want, I don't want to sing that because I don't, I don't like this or whatever. But hear me when I say this. It's about God. It's about giving him praise, giving him the worship, giving him the glory because he is worthy of it because of what he did on the cross. When we sing these things, these truths, we are giving glory and praise to God. It's not about us. It's about him. We worship him. And lastly, we can glorify God by what we do. We can glorify God by what we do. 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says this, so whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And whatever you do, now let me be clear, okay? We are not saved by what we do. We cannot earn salvation. We cannot earn a relationship with God by the things that we do. But when we come to know God, what we do matters. What we do matters not some things or just on Sundays, but every day and everything that we do matters. When we become Christians, the Bible says that we are given the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, God's Spirit comes and he dwells in us and the Holy Spirit gives us gifts. Sometimes it's referred to in the Bible as spiritual gifts. We're given spiritual gifts, things like teaching and preaching and hospitality and faith, speaking in tongues, healing, administration, mercy. These are things given to us by God for a specific reason. Listen to this. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says this, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you hear that? Use your gifts well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself is speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do, will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. These gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us. I don't fully understand it all, but I know that God gives us these gifts. He gives us these Holy Spirit gifts and for the purpose of serving one another, of building up the church. And when I'm saying church, I'm not just talking about Edinburgh. I'm talking about the big C church. I'm talking about the kingdom of God. Everybody in the world that claims Jesus as Lord, we're used to build it up, to serve one another, to love one another, to help people grow and grow and know God more, to live out their purpose. We've been given the Holy Spirit and given these gifts to serve others and to glorify God, to build up the church. So how do we do this? How do we find our spiritual gifts? Maybe you're sitting here and going, I, I, like, I, that sounds great, but like, how do I even do that? I think first we have to pray. First we have to go to God and we say, God, would you show me what it is? Would you give me, give me direction in what it is? Because after all, he is the one who gives us the gift. And so we should go to the source. God, would you tell me, would you help me to know what my gift is? What is my spiritual gift? Now there are tests out there. There are things, surveys and things that you can take online. But I think sometimes those, while they're good, they can get us in the kind of the general direction of where maybe we need to be looking. 
But I think there's some questions that I often ask when I, when I think about identifying a gift. And first is this, is what am I good at? What are those skills, those things that just come natural to you? Those things that just seem like God-given talents in your life or the things that you're good at. Um, if you ask my mother, she would tell you, I'm really good at talking. Like, it got me in trouble a lot as a kid. I talk too much, right? But what are the things that you're good at? What are the things that, 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 that come naturally to you? Maybe just naturally, you're just a person who sees other people's needs. Maybe you see, like it just is natural to you to where you're like, man, I, I just see when people need help. Man, that, that might be a direction of your spiritual gift. What are you good at? The second question is this, what am I passionate about? What are the things that get you up out of bed in the morning? What are you passionate about? What drives you? What pushes you forward? When you take what you're good at and what you're passionate about, it begins to bring you in the direction of what God has called you uh, to do with your spiritual gifts. Another one is this. What do my experiences point towards? Listen, we all have experiences in our life. We've all experienced different things and, and all of our lives look a little bit different with the things that we've experienced. And sometimes God uses those experiences, the good and the bad, those things in your life to bring you into your purpose, to bring you into that spiritual gift that he's given you to, to, to like lead you in those things. So what are those experiences in your life pointing towards? And last, what have others affirmed you in? What are the things that people have seen in your life and called it out? And also, like, man, just as a quick point, if you see things in other people's life, call it out in them. Let's be people who call out life and bring out things in people's life. If you see someone that's like, man, they are, they are a servant, call it out. Be like, man, I love that you're a servant. If someone is really good at sharing Jesus and, and they want to share the gospel, be like, man, I love your gift of evangelism. Begin to call those things out because that's what people did in my life. They gave me opportunities to use the gifts that I think that I had and they saw it and they affirmed things in me and then they, they said, okay, now, now go and use that for God's glory to serve other people. So what are the things that people have affirmed in you? And if people haven't affirmed things in you, man, let's, let's be a church who affirms people in their gifts in the things that God has given them. Let's be encouragers, people who call out things and go, I love that about you. I see God working in you in that way. So what am I good at? What am I passionate about? What do my experiences point towards? And what do others affirm in me? As you find your gift that God has given you, use that to build others up, to serve one another, and to glorify God. In all that we do, we can glorify God. And as you do this, I believe that you can live out the purpose. You begin to live out the purpose that you were created for, to know God and to glorify him. The third point is this. Our purpose is to know God and to glorify him. The third purpose, or the third point, I think is a game changer. I had a student once that she asked me this question that I'll never, I never really had thought about up until that point. She said, how come when we become Christians, we don't just stop being on earth and just go to be with Jesus? And I thought, what a profound question. Like, why, why don't we? Why is it that when we accept Christ, when we say yes to Jesus, he doesn't just take us home? What, what, is, what, what is the reason for that? And that's a profound question. And if our purpose is to know God and to glorify him, why are we still here? Wouldn't God be glorified if we were just poof with him? And the answer to this question might be one of the most life-giving, mission-minded purposes that we could ever have. The answer to this question, for whatever reason, okay, for whatever reason, God decided that he was going to use you and he was going to use me 
however messed up we are, to be the messengers of Jesus Christ to the world. I don't know why he decided to use us. I think he could have found uh, somebody way better than us as, as messed up people as we are. To, but he decided he was going to use us as humans, created in the image of God. He was going to use you and he was going to use me to spread the message of Jesus. Our purpose, third point, our purpose is to make him known. Our purpose is to know God, to glorify God, and to make him known. Jesus came to this earth. He lived a perfect life. He never sinned. He paid our debt on the cross that we could not pay, and he restored us to God. Jesus brought that message of God to all of us. He came and he brought that. His life, his death, his resurrection is the good news that all the world needs to hear. And God has decided that he's going to use you and he's going to use me to be the messengers of that message, the bringers of that message. As Jesus neared the end of his time on earth, right before he was about to leave, he left his followers, his disciples. He left those that were following him. And I believe he left it for us too as followers of Jesus. He left us with this message. He gave us purpose and a mission to live. For anyone who is a Christian, he said this. Matthew 28. Jesus came and he told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all of my commands that I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We are called to make him known. That is our purpose, to know God, to glorify God, and to make him known. How do we make him known? How do we go and how do we make disciples? It begins with an invitation. It begins with the invitation that leads people into the, the purpose that I said first, is to know God. We are inviting people to say, hey, you know what? You wanna know your purpose? Know God. How do we know God? It's through Jesus Christ. And we share the gospel. We share the good news of Jesus, what he did on the cross and how we can know him. And because we know God, we can be restored into a relationship with him. We are called as Christians to invite people to know God. We're called to invite people to know God. God, listen, you have a story. You might be sitting here going, I don't know how I can invite people. I, I, I'm still trying to figure this out. You have a story. You have a story of what your life was like before Jesus, how you met Jesus, and what your life is like now. And who better to share your story than you? Who better to share the story of what God has done in your life, what Jesus has meant to you, what he means in your life, what he has done in your life than you? And if nobody else can share that story but you, Right? I can share the story of what God has done in my life, and, and I can share that about what Jesus, what Jesus is, who Jesus is, and how he came to this earth. I can share that. But you can share your story. You are equipped. God has given you everything you need to live the life and to let people know about how they can know God. You have been equipped. God has given you what you need. Who better to share that story? If we are Christ followers, we have all been given the mission of making Jesus known. Not like, that's not my gift. no. We are all called to share the story of Jesus, the good news of Jesus. It might not be your gift of teaching or evangelism. It may not come naturally to you. But listen, we're still called to share the message of Jesus. We're still called to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ, to let people know that they can know God. This means that we need to be ready to share what God has done in our life. 
And I know that we can be tempted to maybe operate on this mindset that I'm gonna preach the gospel and when necessary, use words. And I think that, that while that's true and we need to live out the gospel in our life, we also can't use that as an excuse to not ever share the gospel, to use words to share the gospel because those words are important. Those words are how we can lead people into their purpose to know God, okay? Don't get me wrong, again, our words and our lives have to match up. They have to match up in the way that we live, but we need to be ready to share the words and action. We can share the gospel with people. We can tell them about what God has done in their life and how they can come to know God. So we teach people how to follow Jesus. We also need to model it. We need to live it out. John 13, 35 says, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. We have the opportunity to love people well. I think about right now uh, what we're doing on Mondays and Thursdays uh, where we're collecting uh, grocery bags and to giving it out to people on Fridays. Why? Because we wanna love people well. We wanna be the church. We, wanna, we don't wanna just be consumers that come in and just take things, but we wanna give the message of Jesus. We wanna give the hope of Jesus. And sometimes the message and the hope of Jesus is in the form of a cub bag filled with food that was donated by people who love Jesus. The outpouring of our love that comes from God and only from God that comes from our purpose, that outpouring of love that pours out in action and in the words that we speak. And so we have the opportunity to love people well and to love people in our community well. Man, it, like we might not be able to be together physically, but we can still love each other well. We can call people in our small groups, in our community, people that we know, and just be like, hey, how are you doing? How are you? What, what, what can I pray for you? We can still be the church even when we're not meeting in the building because the, the church is not a building. The church is you and me who are called and living out our purpose that God has called us to. This building is just brick and mortar. We are the church. God has called us to be the church, to live out the gospel in our lives and to preach the gospel to people so that people can live out their purpose to know God, to glorify him, and then in turn, make him known. It's a cycle that we are called to live. We are called to live it out in our life, to teach people, to go and make disciples and love people well. God has called us, each one of us as Christians, to know God, to glorify him, and to make him known. We do this by making disciples. We teach people how to know God through Jesus, through the gospel of Jesus. We model it out. We live it out in our lives. We love well. And as we live it out, I promise you, I promise you, you begin to feel this sense of purpose and this meaning in your walk with Jesus. That's the purpose that we've been called to, to know God, to glorify him, to make him known. Everything else is, 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 is good. Like, go to work if you can and, and raise all this stuff. But ultimately, we are called to know God, to glorify him, and to make him known. That is our purpose in life. Since the beginning of time, that's what we've been called to do. So what is the purpose of my life? It's not chasing fame. It's not chasing money or status or happiness or stuff. Our purpose since the beginning of time has been to know God, to glorify him, and to make him known. We can be the church that God has called us to. We can be the church that God has said, okay, here's the purpose that I want you to live out. So I wanna leave us as we end with this challenge. First is this, is know God. What do you need to do this week to, do, to develop that relationship with God? Be in his word. How do we know God? He wrote us letters he gave us the Bible so that we can know him. We can know his heart. We can know what he's about. We can know him and so know God. 
in doing that, as your relationship with God develops, we can glorify him, live it out, love people well and glorify God and then make him known. I don't have to tell you, you already know, we're living in unprecedented times. We are living in crazy times that maybe we might be sitting here asking the question, how can I make Jesus know when I'm not even allowed to leave my house? How can I make Jesus know when I can't even go out with friends or go out with people? Uh, I've been on social media a lot these past, this past month. Uh, I can tell because my iPhone tells me that I'm using it too much with the whole screen time app, and then I feel really bad. But anyways, I've been on social media, and there's so much negativity. There's so many things in our world that it's just like just screams hopelessness. There's so much hopelessness going around. What if we as Christians, okay, here's the challenge. What if we as Christians, as followers of Jesus, what if we were to be the church? What if we were filled with the hope of Jesus as people who truly understand what our purpose is and what our calling is, what if we leverage social media for God's glory? What do I mean by this? Over the next few weeks, while we're still in our stay-at-home order, I wanna challenge us to do something. And maybe it'll be a little bit uncomfortable for some of us, but you know what? I think God likes to uh, help us grow in the uncomfortableness. It's like a rubber band. Rubber band's most effective when it's stretched. I think we're most effective when we're stretched, when God is, is stretching us and causing us to go out but what if, over the next couple of weeks, we made a 60-second video, just on our phone, just filmed it, just filming it, and we shared our story about what God has done in our life. We're calling it my, hashtag my purpose, my story, because we all have a story of how God has worked in our life. And in the middle of all this uncertainty, in the middle of all this craziness, in the scary times, we have the opportunity to know God, to glorify God, and to make him known through social media. And so here's the framework, right? Super simple. Who was I before Jesus? How did I meet Jesus? And what is my life like now that I know Jesus, 60 seconds, put it out on social media. Use the hashtag, hashtag my story or my purpose, my story, and put it out there and share the hope of Jesus to be, live out our purpose, even on social media, to live it out to, so that people can know God. You know what? I, I don't know what, this, what could come of this. I don't know. I'm about to go make it today. I'm gonna go make mine and I'm gonna post it. We'll put it on, on social media so you can see it as an example. I don't know what it, God is going to do with it, but we have the opportunity to make God known, to live out our purpose, to live out our mission that God has called us to. And who knows, maybe as we post that out on social media, as we spread hope, as we spread the message of Jesus, the Bible says that every, anytime it goes out, it's not coming back void. Who knows the conversations that you might have with your neighbor six feet away? about that time that they saw that thing on your social media or that friend who is, is, is dealing with crushing anxiety or crushing depression or is in isolation and is lonely and needs to reach out. What if they see hope coming from your social media feed in your hashtag, my purpose, my story, as it's coming out? What if they see hope coming out of that and they reach out and they go, how can I have that? Church, we can be the church. Even in the midst of quarantine, even in the midst of social distancing, our mission, our purpose has never changed. Our calling has never changed. We are called to know God, to glorify him, and to make him known. So as you make those videos this week, man, like I'm challenging you, let's do it. Let's be the church so that God may be glorified and the kingdom may be advanced. And let's continue to love people well. Church, let's be the church. Let's pray. God, I pray that we would live out our purpose. 
I pray that we would live out our calling. I pray that you would be known in this world. I pray that you would be glorified in our lives, in the way that we speak, and in the way that we live, in the way that we worship. God, and I pray that we would make you known that we would share the good news of the gospel, that people would know you, that we would post these things on social media or we'd post out different things about what God has done in our life, what you have done in our life. And then, God, may you lead us into conversations to make you known. God, so that we can live out our purpose, live out our calling. As we ask these questions, what is the purpose? Our purpose is to know you, to glorify you, and to make you known. God, we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen, church.